Scott's in studio with me, Scott Lassiter. He is a local public servant, as he says. He's soon to be a doctor, so I'll be calling him Doc pretty soon. Well, it's not necessary, obviously. But uh, thank you so much for having me in a little bit later today than than usual. This is a monthly soil and water board meeting. Had some good good work being done for the citizens of Wake County. Put about 400 acres into conservation and reviewed our budget which I've got to tell you, fun fact, the Soil and Water Conservation District, I believe, may be the only county department that actually brings in more money than it spends. How does that work? So just pulling in grants, private sources of funding, our salary and benefits package and trucks and office supplies equals a little under a million. And we generally put back in multi-millions into the county. So... uh, so is that money that can be used anywhere, or is it if it's a grant? Wouldn't that be just usable for soil and water? That's right. Yeah, special projects. So it's it's you know uh, working on creek beds and streams and erosion and and pollution and helping our farmers out and all kinds of things like that all over the county. Why can't we have more programs in government that make money? It's a that's an interesting concept, right? It could somehow be a model, but uh, you know we're we're fortunate. We've got a lot of partners, both public and private, whether it be federal money, state money, or or corporate money. Uh, environment's important. I think that's one of those things everybody can sort of agree on. The, the arguments just come around, how do we do it? Not that it needs to be protected. So you were saying you guys just put 400 acres into protection? That's right. That's right. And that was just this month alone. So a lot of new farmland preservation efforts. We've got a new full-time farmland preservation coordinator that's working to to save some land out there in Wake County so that it doesn't become just one big sprawling metropolis um, but we actually have some usable farmland to agricultural land and easements, but uh, you know, also a, a uh, way to buy local, support our farmers that are currently on the land. So this land will be designated farm only going right. into the future. Yep, okay. yep, yep. Where is it? Um, it really varies. It's all over. You know, if you're out and about, and if you don't get beyond that sort of inside the Beltline circle, you know, you forget that Wake County still has a great deal of agricultural interest. It's almost uh, I think it's 670-some active farms still in Wake County. Some of them are small. They generally run smaller than our average large agricultural uh, places out east in North Carolina. But uh, you're, you're out in the Wendell, Zebulon, uh, Willow Springs, Fuquay areas where you're really seeing uh, Rollsville. Um, you're really seeing a lot of uh, still active agriculture going on. In Gail's newscast that she just did, we were talking about it a bit during the break. Very interesting situation. Lots you can uh, dive in on this. So, again, two people have been arrested for their role in a murder in Garner. 27-year-old Patty Bell and 30-year-old Howard Covington Jr. are charged for murdering 34-year-old Antoine Chisholm on Monday. An official said the incident happened at around 2 p.m. at the Sandlin Branch Apartments on Kentucky Avenue. The interesting part is investigators learned that Bell who has been charged in the murder, became engaged to Chisholm, who was murdered the day before the killing. You know, Nate, there's a country song somewhere in this thing. I don't know, but um, that's there's a lot lot going on there. It's, it's you know, we talk a lot about law enforcement. We've got a special guest coming up. Um, this is just an example of those domestic situations that can sometimes turn so deadly, so violent, so quick that they have to walk in on. Love makes somebody do strange things. That's what it seems like it is in this case. Engaged for one day, though, is very fascinating. That's what makes this really interesting. That seems like everything here happened pretty quick. But you just really pointed at the at the at the big thing here, which is that's one of the most dangerous things law enforcement have to go in on is a domestic call. 
Granted, that's not exactly what happened in this case. We kind of got to it after the fact. But you have to respect when police have to show up to a call that they're told is a domestic incident. Oh, yeah. And mediate and try to work through those things. It's, uh, I'm, you know, I've been on enough police ride-alongs to know that those are some of the scariest things to hear across that radio. And it's something that um, they don't talk about a whole lot, but it is a, it is a real skill to walk into somebody else's home in the middle of a heated, violent sort of encounter and be able to hopefully avoid taking anybody to jail and anybody getting hurt. And that's part of why a lot of communities across the country are starting to build special units that feature police, that feature a, a therapist, a, a doctor, mm-hmm. like an actual doctor, uh, to go into these types of situations where it might not be best for a police officer to show up at the door because that might cause the person who's going through a crisis to do the worst. Yeah, a model I really like is Crisis Prevention Institute, you know, CPI training, and, and that's that's de-escalation tactics that are taught to law enforcement officers. So they may not be a full-on mental health professional, but they've got the training to de-escalate situations, and that's that's a leading and a really, um, a really innovative approach. Right. Certainly better than, I don't know exactly what they used to do prior to all of this being changed in the past few years, but it certainly sounds better to me than two police officers showing up with hands on their holsters saying, like, open the door, we're here. Yep. Certainly better. He uh, alluded to it just a few minutes ago. We're going to have Durham County Sheriff Clarence Burkhead on the show after the uh, after the break here. So he'll be on in about two and a half minutes. It'll be interesting to talk to him about local situations. We'll ask him about this. Be uh, you know what what is your guy's perspective as a sheriff's office when these types of situations happen. But I'm also going to have him on the show because they're starting a new podcast to reach out to certain people in the community. We'll see exactly what it is and who they're trying to reach. But again, just a few minutes away, Durham County Sheriff Clarence Burkhead will be on the show. With me in the studio for the entire hour, Scott Lasseter from Wake County Soil and Water. He's also a local public servant, politician, could be. In the future, uh, I'm well, going to political. Protest. Where's lo- the red button? Local hit political that, hit- commentator. <laughs> There's got to be a delay on this thing. Yeah, there is. We, we won't use it <laughs> unless unless you say something bad. We, we'll try to keep that from happening.